0: Computer. Alrighty. Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the podcast. I'm Danielle McCarthy and I am excited to start this journey with some amazing women and create a community of women who learn how to become financially successful. Coffee, Sticks and Cash is designed to educate women about their relationship with money in a relaxed environment and build a community of women who support one another as they strive for financial success. And today I have my good friend and amazing businesswoman, Tabby Halsrud. She is the founder of Embrace, of Embrace Her and creator of Energy Habits Roadmap. Tabby, thank you for coming on and helping with this.
1: Hey, I'm super happy to be here. Very excited for our conversation today.
0: Yes. And so today, Tabby's going to be talking to us about healing your money stories, welcoming money into your life, as well as how we talk about money, because how we talk about money is going to directly affect abundance in our life. Am I correct?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Awesome. So I'm just going to turn it straight over to you and let you talk about Embrace Her, your story. Why you wanted to come along this journey, what you've learned in your journey and who you help and why you help them. Yes,
1: awesome, thank you. So my journey's been quite the zigzag as you and I have talked before, Daniel. <laughs> but for those who don't know about me and my journey, um, I have had a massive amount of personal change and like big life changes, small changes, major transformations, little things, you name it, over the course of eight to 10 years. Everything from becoming a mother and then finishing my education, leaving my very well-paying long-term secure career job to start my own business. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yes, and then shortly after, making the decision with my um, spouse at the time to move our family to a new state, so uprooting, leaving the only home I had ever known for my entire life, um, moving here, and then getting divorced, and becoming a single mother after 40, um, and really then like being in this place of everything is new and different, I don't know anybody, now I'm single and a, a 40-year-old and, and have a kid, and, and what? And I'm trying to relaunch a business, like it <laughs> just a lot
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) huge transition a huge renaissance if you will creating and redrafting and designing and doing amazing things
1: yes exactly so all of that was hard and scary and challenging and you know as you know going through those major life changes just forces us to look within and really do a lot of really deep personal work as well right so while we're focusing on all that Doing all that deep work. So, definitely um, have been struggling through some of that, um, finding my low points, finding my high points, you know, finding my joy again, all of those things. And not to mention, like, as I'm going through all of that, I was grappling with self esteem and self worth. And I mentioned that because it connects to this money topic today, right? Because when we okay. grapple with things like self esteem, self worth, low confidence, you know, you name it. It impacts us in all areas of our life, especially with money. So I'll be weaving that in a little bit as we talk today because um, that's Perfect. been part of my journey. But now, you know, going through all of that, um, I am on a mission to help other single mompreneurs and or busy working career moms who are finding themselves in a single mom position, right? Trying to navigate all of that. I mean, once you become single and you're a a busy working parent or you are a mompreneur or whatever, you're like in charge of everything. Yes. Yes. great, because you can design your life the way you want, but it also brings a lot of challenges and whatnot that need to be navigated. So my mission is to really help other single moms like myself get through those life changes in a more healthy, well-being focused manner, um, and make sure that we're taking care of ourselves through that too, because it can be really easy to put ourselves last on our list, and we don't want to do that. So um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of what I do. So
0: Great. What has probably been one of your biggest lessons learned through this journey? Yeah, well,
1: um, (laughs) there have been many, but relating (laughs) to today's topic specifically, like one thing I had to really come to understand is that I was in this unhealthy relationship with money and abundance, right? Like I was doing things to resist it and didn't even know. Like, right. <laughs> I was like why is not my business taking off? Why am I not getting clients? Why am I not making money? Why this, why that, why that? And like, as I started exploring that question and really grappling with that and looking at everything else that was going on in my life, I came to understand like, oh, right. I am not creating a healthy, welcoming environment for money, abundance, wealth, to joy, love to find me, right? I'm right, just not right. doing it. So I had to really grapple with that and, and do that self-healing work to understand what I was doing and how to shift it and reframe it.
0: Nice. So what were one of the major shifts that you did? Can you give us like an exercise or a tool or a mantra or something, or just kind of walk us through a small part of that?
1: Yes. So just, just one very small example, and we'll expand on this quite a bit as we're talking today, but one small example that actually isn't all that small. Like when I first saw I was doing it, I was like, well, what I don't understand. But then once you start digging in, it's like, oh, now I get it. But one small thing is I noticed how I was talking about money. I would say things like, Oh well, money isn't money isn't that important to me. I, I do what I do because I love to help people, which is true. I do what I do as you do because we are here to help people and serve people and love people and make a difference in people's lives. That's why we do what we do, right? And so, um, doing that, um, when I was talking about it, like I would talk about it, like that's all I cared about was you know just that piece, which is true. I do. But I was not understanding that I also have to care about the money side of it because money is what enables me to be able to do more of that if <laughs> I do not right. have money coming in, then I cannot keep doing what I'm doing in the way I'm doing it. So right. I was just listening to the language I was using. Oh, I hate talking about money. I don't like talking about money. Uh, money is, you know, hard to make. I have to work too hard or I'm scared that if I'm too successful, that I'm going to lose the freedom and flexibility that I love having in my schedule. I mean, it was just those kinds of things that I caught myself saying. And even taking that to the the standpoint of being a business owner and saying like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm just this. I I'm not good at the business stuff. I'm not good at the marketing stuff. I'm not a I'm not a business owner. I just show up and I do my thing, right? So again, telling the
0: universe <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Been there, done that.
1: <laughs> yeah. All the wrong messages and the universe right. is like well, there you go. You just go over there and do your thing then. And, you know, we're going to leave all this other stuff over here for someone else. This is what
0: you're telling me you want, even though you think you want this, but this is what you're communicating to me. So making those two, the message and the words with the intention behind it. Yep. Totally understand that. So where else are you taking us today?
1: Yeah. So we'll talk about that some more. Um, And then we're also going to spend a little bit of time just understanding, like, I want to help people really think about, like, where our money beliefs and stories come from. Now, some of it's obvious, some of it maybe is less so, so I want to spend a few minutes on that, and then really move into this reframing work that we can do. Um, I want to give a lot of examples for people, um, because each of us have different exercises or practices that work for us. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give a bunch and then people can pick and choose what's going to work best for them.
0: Right. Um, And something also, I think too, I think we're talking with you and as I've gotten to learn and our, and our friendship has grown, you know, over the last, what, 18 months or so. um, Sometimes what worked in the past doesn't work now, or you may have to go back and revisit stuff that worked in the past that could work again now. And so like, never give up on that, like constantly keep this in your tool bag to draw from
1: that's right. Exactly. Perfect. Yep. And if we get going too fast and people, so I want to say this now in the beginning, if people are like, ah, that's too much. I can't write it all down. I will give all my contact information at the end. So people, I'm more than happy for people to email me whatever and say, can you please send me all that stuff? Cause I will be happy to do that. I don't want yep. anyone to be like, Oh, I missed it. And I have to listen to this again. Right? Like, yeah. Nope. Know?
0: The contact no. information that's a great thing to bring up. So the contact information will be in the video description for the YouTube channel will be on the Facebook page as well as we'll put it here. um, and you'll say it as part of the, uh, zoom or part of the podcast. So just know that people, um, people are listening. You will be able to find all of this information. We'll make sure you guys have it.
1: Yes. Awesome. And I mean it when I say, feel free to reach out. I have all of this in a worksheet format I can send, and you can use it to kind of guide your own
0: journey. So Cool. Perfect. So, where do you want to jump in?
1: Well, I want to share just a few more things about my background, just uh-huh. to give some context into my journey with money and abundance specifically, because I think it'll help people understand, you know, uh, me and why I I'm here talking about this topic. If they kind of get that. Um, so, like I said, I have spent most of my life resisting money, even when I was in corporate America. Like, it started way back then, right? Because I would not ask for the raise I deserved or I would be screamish about talking about money or you know what have you, right? So it's been there my entire life. It's not like this just poof happened when I became an entrepreneur,
0: right? Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> and like I said, I money itself isn't what motivates me, right? I've learned that yes, money is important and I need money coming in to be able to keep doing what I want, but that's not my motivating force, right? Like I'm motivated by more of those intrinsic things, right? Like serving people and making a difference and all of that stuff. So for us, you know, we need to look at both. We need to understand what is that inner drive pulling me forward, but also, not discounting the money piece. So that's been a right. big part of my journey is bringing those together and making sure that, um, I'm talking about both, not just one or the other. So that's been huge. And then, um, really because, I mean, I started my own business because I, 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 I love freedom. I love flexibility. I love to have fun. I love to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it, work when I want to do. Like I just posted a story the other day about like, you know, I took Friday off to go do this. And then I'm working a little bit on Sunday. Like I just love being able to do that and work when I want and have fun when I want and all the things. And I had to really come to understand that if I'm not making money, then all of that goes away because if I'm not making money and my business is not successful, not only am I not helping people and fulfilling my purpose and my calling but then I also have to go back and work for someone else. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <there's> my freedom. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Right>. Which <laughs> and we're not saying working from some, for somebody else is not a negative thing or a bad thing. But for those of us that truly feel this calling to take that leap into the entrepreneurial journey, you have to understand money is a part of that and you have to figure out you know, money's not a bad thing. It's just a tool that helps us get where we're going, but we've given it such a different, almost um, humanistic quality that it overpowers us. And we make, we think it's detached from us when actually it really is attached to us in some levels. So I love that you talk about that.
1: Yeah. So yes, I I am not bashing people who work for the man, you know, quote unquote, right. I'm not at all saying that. I'm just saying that for me, that became no longer fit and I just needed something different in my life. And in order to keep that... I had to heal my stuff with money. So, (laughs) yeah, so that's just a little bit more context about my journey and why I'm here talking to you today. Um, And I do want to kind of start with helping people explore their money beliefs because those are pervasive and we often don't even realize that they're impacting us, right?
0: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And I'm glad that this is, that's why I wanted you to come on to the episode because you and I just did a book club together. Um, Tabby was the host and we walked through this and we talked about it and we had some amazing insights coming from a whole host of women. I mean, everybody who everyone who is still working a job who start another one who's working their own business. And I love the insight that we had from the young lady who was like in her 20s. And she's like, I don't even know what my future holds. But I love that we're having this discussion as a 20 something for those of us that are, you know, in our 30s and 40s. But even the 20 something was like, wow, this was important to me to have this. So I appreciated that. So why don't you walk us through that piece?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, looking at our money beliefs oftentimes correlates with what I said before about exploring how am I resisting money, right? So all of this kind of comes together and it's a good just can of exploration to open up, (laughs) if you want to call it that. But as I was looking at myself and then really doing some reading around this, um, really coming to understand like guilt, fear, lack, scarcity, Um, all of those things can be a clue that we're resisting money in some way, shape or form, right? Having that lack or scarcity mindset, feeling like there's never enough or that we can't achieve something, um, because there's too many other people doing that, right? Like, or there's too many other, this, too many other, that what chance do I have to really achieve my goal? Because there's too many, um, and, and there's not enough for me. Right, right. it's really helpful to understand, first of all, what those are, but then where do they come from, right? Mm-hmm. And our, our beliefs start way back when we're growing up with our parents, right? Like we hear them make comments, we see how they respond or react to money, um, we see, you know, how they, you know, do or don't model um, right. for us, right? The kind of things that we might want to have modeled. Friends, when they talk about money, society in general, right? Oh, yes paying attention to all the things our experiences with different jobs over the course of our life um, how much we feel like we're valued through all those jobs you know I said before like I never felt like I was getting paid enough and I didn't have the courage to ask um, and when I finally did get the courage to ask you know being told there wasn't budget for that or you know whatever right so just grappling with all of that right but all of those things, solidify our money story right all of that stuff gets internalized and it's like oh well i guess i'm only worth this right and that's kind of where we hover we see ourselves worth a certain amount and we have a hard time elevating that sense of worth which is why i mentioned what i said before about struggling with self-esteem and self-worth because it connects directly to this right Um, it's all wrapped up together
0: I want to ask you another question because you mentioned like fear, anxiety, and all of that, but I didn't hear you mention shame. How does shame impact money stories? Mm,
1: I would say huge. I think that goes right along with all of this. Right. (laughs) When you talk about things like low self-worth and low self-esteem, there's almost always shame connected to that. At least there was for me. And you and I both love Brene Brown, right? And so she'll you would say the same thing probably in terms of that but i think that it's all just this interwoven thing and every every experience we have that grap- that helps us grapple with shame and self-worth and self-esteem and fear and guilt and you name it like depending on the outcome of those things it's either solidifying the story that we already have Or it's helping us see there's a new way, a new option here that we can start thinking. And that's where we're going to go afterward on talking about this piece for sure. So,
0: Mm -hmm. yep. Um, The other thing I want to, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so what else do you have around this piece right now?
1: So I was going to say, the other piece that we can do is not prioritize our financial well-being. So that's what I was saying before about like putting, you know, uh, my fulfillment um, options first, which is good, but then not raising the financial piece up to that. That's uh, another challenge. Um, the other thing about money beliefs and seeing how they play out is like I said before, listening to how we talk about money. Now, again, this can come from society, friends, family, you name it, but we brainstormed a whole list of these on that book club that you mentioned, right? So things like money, money is so hard to make money is the root of all evil, money doesn't grow on trees, dirty money, um, or perceptions that we have of rich people, right? Being greedy or, you know, just getting too much of the pie and not enough for everybody else, right? Or
0: even saying filthy rich, right? I mean, that just, that's a negative connotation right there, right? We've we've added a negative word into something about how we feel about money as opposed to they're wealthy and they've worked hard to get there.
1: That's right. Exactly. So those, again, are just examples of the kind of language we use when we're talking about money, even if we're not talking about it with ourselves. Right. All of that, again, is sending that message out like, oh, money is bad. Therefore, I don't want any. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to catch myself and like, which of these kinds of things am I using? Well, how do I talk about money? Right. And am I again, am I giving it that good, welcoming, loving home? <laughs> or, or am I saying like, it's toxic here. You don't want to come to. Me, right, right. Um, so, just thinking about that, and then the other piece in terms of language is how do we talk about money in terms of what we need versus what we desire? And right. it, it's we all have needs, right? But when we talk about the money we need, that often comes from that lack mindset, right? It's like, oh, I need X, Y, and Z to get by, and I would catch myself spinning in that spot so so much, right? Just really focused on, Oh, I need this to survive. I need this to survive and really having to do a lot of work for myself to open that language up to what I desire. What kind Mm -hmm. of life do I want to be living? What does that look like? What does that mean? How do I want to spend my time? How do I want to serve people? What kinds of things do I want to do for fun and joy? And then really looking at that in terms of, you know, I can have all of that, and, you know, bring money in to help support that life, right? So right. shifting the language from just focusing on what do I need to survive to, to be able to feed myself and my kid to the kind of life I actually want to be living. And sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to do that because no one else is going to give us that permission, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Defending
1: you have permission to, to build a wealthy life. Like We have to do that for ourselves. And so really making that okay and not feeling that guilt come back in, right? Um, exactly. I, I see this a lot with women. I've been supporting mostly women throughout most of my business. And a lot of times that that um, guilt about self-care, loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, all of those things come with guilt. We feel guilty when we take care of ourselves, we feel guilty when because that's taking time away from someone else. Oh, I should be doing X, Y, and Z for my kid or for my work or for this person or that person. And if I'm caring for myself, I'm taking time and energy away from that, right? right. So that's a big part of this too, is like releasing that guilt and not feeling that guilt in terms of wanting and having something that we desire and wanting our life to look and feel different.
0: So Nice. No, I think you... Yeah. think that's a huge piece of that is understanding that um, money is part of life. It's like breathing. It's just a part, even if it's money as in, you know, cash, or if it's money as in a card, or money as in bartering in you know, old days of like, well, I have you know, shoes, you have sheepskin, I need a blanket, you need to new boots to go you know, tend to your flock. You know That was money. And if we think of money in that as it's just an exchange of energy, I think that was one of the biggest lessons I learned from you early on was money was just an exchange of energy. Um, and I think you'll talk about that here pretty quick, but why don't you take us to your next, where, where are you taking us now? I'm super excited. I love watching you do this, by the way.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can tell I get very passionate about these kind of bet. little bit.
0: Here. little bit. I'm totally excited about this. This is what I want though. Is That's what I wanted for the podcast. And I'm hoping that the listeners are getting that is that this is just girlfriends sitting down and having a conversation over a cup of coffee or water or through Zoom or wherever the conversation happens to happen, that you can have these conversations and that they're fun and they're relaxed and they're healing. And I think that's the biggest piece I've learned from you over the years.
1: Yes. And one thing I just want to say before I forget to say it later, cause I know I'll forget later is I, that's what I appreciate about what you and you do too. Is like, you make it safe to talk about money, right? Cause I feel like that's the other message we get is, Oh, talking about money is taboo, mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: Yeah. So it kind of Connects to what we're talking about here. It becomes another money belief, another money story it's, Oh, I shouldn't talk about money. Talking about money is bad. It's taboo. You know, it's poo-pooed it's upon. Not done
0: in po- yeah. It's not done in polite society that type mm-hmm. of thing. Nope. With you on that. And that's yeah. why I wanted, that's what I want for the podcast.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think it's beautiful that you're doing this because we need to make it okay to talk about money, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to run around shouting from the rooftops like, Oh, how much money I make? Like certainly no. we don't need to do that, but it needs to be okay to sit down and have these conversations. And that's what I loved about the book club that we just wrapped up with all these women coming in, willing to have that conversation in a yes. safe healthy way. (laughs) So so thank you for what you're doing, by the way. So yes, where we're going next. So the questions that I have here are kind of self-exploratory questions that people can use to really help them explore and examine their relationship with money and to really help them start reaching beyond those old unhelpful stories, rules, parameters that we've inherited so that we can start reframing. Our money beliefs and even our money talk, and like I said before, giving ourselves then permission to be wealthy and to live that abundant abundant life. And and when I say abundance, I'm not just talking about financial, though, right? You and right. I have talked about it a lot. Abundance is in all of our life. Abundance is available right. in every way, shape, or form. So
0: in every aspect, even when it feels like there's not there, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's just waiting for you. That's it's right. truly, it's waiting for you to take. The step, the lift your foot or place your foot down. I remember after losing my husband, one of the hardest things for me to do was just trust that even me lifting my foot would lead me to abundance because even lifting my foot, which was solid, hard ground, I knew, but I couldn't stay there. You have to pick that foot up and know that abundance is going to wait for you on that other side. And I think we forget that a lot of times.
1: Yes, indeed. Indeed. And sometimes taking that first step is so hard, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we both know that. I mean, we've had very different life experiences, but we both have had challenges and right. and taking that first step is so hard. And so yep. that's what I love about these questions that we're going to explore next. Because I think, you know, really g- giving ourselves time and space to go through these questions and to hold them and to allow the answer to emerge. You and I have also talked about this a lot too. Don't force the answers to these. I'm going right. to give you the questions, write them down, and then spend some time with them. Do not force it. Do not push it. Allow the answer to emerge. And some of these for me have taken days. Some have taken weeks. Some have taken months. Some have taken years. (laughs)
0: Yes. Amen. Amen to that piece. I'm still there with you. Because yeah, like, and that's been one of the things too, um taking one of your journaling classes was not forcing myself when i couldn't answer the journaling prompt like just to be okay with i don't have the answer yet and not force myself and just allow myself to give myself that space that abundance of space to let the the answer come to me
1: yes so that'd be my one tip is as you write these questions down and go back later and reflect on them for yourself just be patient with yourself because sometimes they're gonna come quick and easy and other times they're just not, and that's okay. So for me, I've asked myself these questions multiple times over the course of days, weeks, months, years, because clarity comes every time we ask um, when we're ready for that clarity. And it doesn't always come in the exact moment we ask it. Sometimes it comes up later. So just be patient with yourselves, folks, as you're working with these because um, the answer is there. You just need to, like Danielle said, give it time and space to emerge for sure. So one of the questions that, um, you know, I'm gonna kind of jump right into a big one here because I wanna ask it first because it's important to understand, but it also sometimes can be one of the most elusive ones. (laughs) So at
0: least for me.
1: (laughs) Why you do what you do, whether you work for an employer, a corporation, small business, whatever, if you're self-employed, if you're, you know, if you have a small business, if you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, you know, whatever, Why do you do what you do? What is it that creates the feelings of fulfillment in your work? That is so important for many reasons, way more than we can even touch on in this time that we have together today. But a couple that I want to call out is one, because obviously... You connect that why to the financial goals, to your wealth goals, to your abundance goals. And when those things are connected, they're so much more resonant, right? And it becomes this beautiful vision that pulls you forward instead of, again, coming from everything from that lack or need uh, mindset. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason that question is important. The other reason that question is important is because when you hit your low points, your challenges, your frustrations, your obstacles, you find yourself on the floor crying and screaming because you hate yourself. (laughs) i I
0: found myself several times in the last years. And why did I think I could do this business? Why did I think I wanted to do this business? You need to know that why, because that why is going to pull you back to whatever it is.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, literally I've been on the floor in that position many times the last few years and every single time, the only thing that got me up and going again was my why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Knowing that that why was so important to me that I started my business for it. I left a lot of money behind benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Savings, you name it. I left yep. all of that behind because my why was so important, and it becomes, it became the thing that got me through when I was going through my divorce and talking about money with my ex and grappling through all of that. It became my why when all of a sudden I find myself single and alone and trying to figure out how to make money as a single mompreneur, and again hitting my low point. Like my why is literally the thing that pulled me up and through every single one of those. Moments. So it's critical to understand that. And again, do not beat yourself up if it doesn't come right away. Even if you think you have a why, write it down and play with that for a while. Your true one might take a while to come up, Mm -hmm. but anything that's going to inspire you, motivate you, pull you up um, when you need it is going to be helpful. So that's a big one.
0: What's our second question?
1: The second one is why you desire money or wealth or abundance or however you want to phrase that question. To me, this is important because again, what I was saying before, what kind of life do you desire? How do you want to live? What does money bring into your life? Why is it important to have money to support all of that, right? And the book we're going to talk about, you know, the the book I recommend for people is You're a Badass at Making Money. And I was really inspired. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was really inspired by her writing on this section specifically. She had a whole exercise about really letting yourself write down. I think she called it a day in your ideal life or something like that. Mm-hmm. One of the exercises that was so profound for me because I let myself just shut my eyes and dream. Like if I was living my ideal life every day, what does that actually look like? And Mm -hmm. I just wrote it all down. And then she has you go back and examine that from the standpoint of finances. I've never connected those things before. I've done this kind of exercise before where I wrote down like, oh, here's my ideal life or how I want to live my vision, whatever. But when you actually go back and understand like what is that life going to quote unquote cost me, right? It helps you see a between the life you want to live and your financial goals and again when you connect those things together it creates that resonance and it helps pull you forward and it helps you understand oh yes i get to I get to move toward living this life and i i get to desire the money to come in to help me support living that life
0: yes yes already what's our what's our third what's our third question
1: So a third question, I'm going to kind of put these all together and and Mm -hmm. have people play with whatever works and makes sense to them, but help really making sure people understand their deepest core values, yes. their yes. most important priorities, and then whatever kind of personal goals they're setting for themselves, right? Those are three separate things, but they. Sh- I'm not going to use the should word because I don't like to have people shit on themselves, but ideally those three things are connected, values, priorities, goals. If they're connected, again, we have that resonance and we're then... May, able to make easier choices. We align our choices and our actions to those things, and we're living in integrity. We're living in congruence. We're moving toward that vision because it's all connected. If people don't know how to find their values, I have a freebie available. It's a very simple inventory with some questions to help people move through that process. Um, that's available. Again, they can email me and request that, and I'm happy to share it. Um, but those things are so important to ask ourselves, not just one once, but I ask myself those questions at least yearly, if not more. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. So important. So um, that's, that's a good one. And then, um, as you, so those are kind of the big umbrella questions. And then kind of under that, you know, every time you're looking at how you serve people, um, every choice that you're making, whether it's about your business, your work, your home life, your personal life, whatever you're, you're, Looking at those options you have and connecting them back to those things, connecting them back to, is this going to move me closer to the life I want to be living? Is this going to be pulling me toward my vision or away from it? Is it going to be a good use of my energy or is it going to drain me? Is it aligned to my why? Is it aligned to my values? Does it connect to my goals and priorities, right? Again, doing all of that and examining daily, uh, weekly, you know, monthly, whatever it is, and, and sometimes with each choice, depending on the choice, you know, really making sure that we are aligning all of that stuff together to the best of our ability. Sometimes we just have to make choices and look at it later, but the more we can, and we can decide in congruence with all of that, the better, easier it's going to be for us to move forward. those are some of the questions I wanted to share. And then um, overall, just really making sure that we are setting ourselves up, um, creating supportive, helpful habits to, again, do all of this, to move toward those things that we say are important, to bring our um, attention, our energy, our focus to those things. We all live in a world of distraction and noise, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere we turn there's distractions there's things trying to lure us away it's so easy to go down those holes and sometimes we need that you and i've talked about this before too sometimes we need that little escape moment where we're like i just need to shut everything else off and just you know mindlessly scroll or whatever it is on Mm -hmm. facebook right But um, overall, we want to do our best to try to align our energy to the things that are fulfilling us, fueling us, um, really focusing on our well-being overall, and and helping support um, the realization of our vision and our goals. Doing what feels right to us in the moment is really what I encourage people um, with an eye to that long-term view, right? Um, So really finding a good balance between, well, I'm going to do this because it feels good right now versus I'm going to do this because it feels good for the long term. So
0: So I'm going to ask you to go back through those three questions again, just really quick. I think the podcast platform did not get them all. So I want to make sure we have them.
1: Okay, you bet. So um, basically why we do what we do, what creates those feelings of fulfillment in our work, And then why do I desire money? What kind of life do I desire? How do I want to live? What does money bring into your life, or into my life, however you're wording it? And then what does having money represent to you? So all of that kind of goes under this idea of why you desire money, connecting that back to your financial goals, and then really exploring what are your deepest core values? What are your priorities? And what are your goals so that you can align your actions, your choices, your decisions, big ones, small ones to those things, um, and really help move you forward toward this vision and the life and the way that you want to be living.
0: Perfect. And we're starting to run out of a little, uh, out of time. So to make sure that we're keeping, um, respectful of our listeners time and your time, give us some final thoughts.
1: Yes. Yeah, so final thoughts. Um, I really encourage people to practice gratitude and the abundance mindset in all areas of our life. The more we can practice those things, I've been doing silly little things like if I find a quarter on the floor, pick it up and say, thank you for the quarter, right? Thank you for this gift, thank you for the blessing. Um, So practicing gratitude and really opening to that abundance mindset is so important. Um, The other piece, again, is coming back to aligned action, really aligning our energy and our choices to what we say we want and how we want to live as much as possible. And then also the important part of this that sometimes gets overlooked is really understanding that Caring for ourself, the self-care, the self-love, the well-being things we talked about, taking care of us without guilt, doing what fuels us, setting boundaries, letting go of the things that drain us. All of those things are so important because it's caring for our energy, which helps us be able to do what we do better and be more effective at that. Love the people we're supposed to love even better when we're loving ourselves, right? So making that a priority, um, as high on the list as anything else. I'm a huge fan of putting those things number one, not from a selfish standpoint, but because doing so fuels everything else. If we take care of us, then we can better take care of everything else. So those would be kind of my um, closing you know, thoughts or key takeaways. Really the gratitude, the self-love and self-care and, you know, really just, um, aligned action, making choices that move us forward.
0: Nice. I like that. So moving on, we're going to do our quick financial minute, our money minute type thing. And so I want people to kind of just understand that money is simply a tool We use in exchange for things that we need, whether it's paying our rent, paying our mortgage, paying a car, buying groceries, sustaining that life. And as Tabby um, said in one of her questions, um, that second question specifically, let me find it in my notes real quick, which was why you desire wealth, financial, you know, the wealth or your your desired income goals or your financial goals that you want, and then examine them from the financial piece sit down and do the math what is it going to take to get you there to sustain it and maintain it for the long term and those are huge questions because i don't think those are uh, questions that we have all the time so if we think as money as a tool to get what we want um we can actually start giving money life to money in that aspect instead of it being this negative connotation of money being this all-encompassing shame guilt fear ridden anxiety beast of a thing. It can be like money is simply a tool to get me to where I want. Money gets me the lifestyle I want, the lifestyle I need, and can propel us to keep moving forward. So anyway, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Miss Tabby. I appreciate this. I love our friendship. I'm so glad that you have blessed my life. Thank you for being my first person um, to do the podcast, you will be episode one, which is so super exciting. Um, so if you will give us your contact information, and I will make sure that that goes out when the episode is aired, um, to the YouTube channel, to the Facebook page, and then they can find you with through your contact information. So if you'll take that away
1: fantastic. Yes. So it's Tabby, T-A-B-B-Y. The fastest way to find everything is to go to my website, which is embraceherheart.com. There's where all my contact information is listed. If you're a Facebook person, just go to Embrace Her Heart on Facebook. Um, I do, I'm going to really be beefing up my posting on there too, just from a service standpoint, right? Like I'm really focused on helping people understand these concepts that we've been talking about today. So those are two of the fastest ways to find me and get all the other contact information
0: that you could need from there. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the podcast with Danielle McCarthy and the McCarthy Agent, agency, a part of the Five Rings financial uh, family. Thank you guys. Have a great day.